Hey everybody, welcome to Free For All, your source for all things geek. I don't know why I said that like William Shatner, sort of. Uh, I'm your host, Trey Elliott. Same kind Sorry. of career. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, joining me as always, that was Chuck Nally. Hello. And Josh Barnett. Thank God there are other people here. Eh, I was enjoying watching said the you audience. awkwardly sitting here all alone. What you drinking over there? Uh, a chocolate Bach, apparently. Ooh. Do you want a holiday porter? Um, I'm okay. It's also the name of a, a, a sort of famous boxer back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come <laughs> to the ring, Holiday Porter. That's actually Man, the what strongest, a great name, Holiday. Right? Uh, that's actually the strongest chocolate flavor I've had in a beer ever. ever all of them, like, advertising, I'm like, that doesn't, that's not there. I actually taste it in that one. Can I have a sip? Have you ever had the, um, who makes it? T- oh, it's Terrapin that makes the uh, chocolate peanut butter during October. I don't October. like that. I like it. I've never found a peanut butter beer that I've liked. It's a bummer. I like it too. Do you know that Trey actually defies? Yeah. Thank you. That's my one sneeze a month. That's good. Right? Oh, my uh, ears did pop. You, did you know that you actually defy death on a daily basis? Statistically, I mean, I um, live eating, every day, so yes. Statistically, eating <laughs> peanut butter um, just with a spoon and like nothing to uh-huh. like it's it's actually like a a uh, suffocation risk. Because really? It's too thick. If you're not like, but I'm not sticking it in, in my lungs. Yeah. Like well, I mean, I guess a blockage risk rather. Um, choking, in other words. Yeah, choking hazard. That's what I was going for. Choking hazard. Uh, anyway, yeah. Are you sure you're not a doctor? <laughs> I'm not, but I'm doctor, might be a zoologist one. Doctor Dick Von Gobbler, maybe. Yeah, Dick Von Gobbler. <laughs> we broke out of his prison. Yeah, in your face, Blake. No help from you, Boone. Oh or my Eric. God. You guys should never do. Let's stare rooms. at these pictures for an hour. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Hey, I got a great idea. Why don't I put this wig and coat on and pretend to be this guy? Knock you got to pretend door. to be. A- <laughs> Part of the escape room is pretend to be. A and secret I was like agent. screaming at him, "Let us the fuck out, please!" At any point, did he possibly call any construction? Oh, we companies? talked about it because there was a yeah. phone involved. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! He is not allowed at that phone. <laughs> you and me did that. <laughs> True story. Oh man. Um, let's talk, uh, let's start with, uh, some new show premieres. Go on. Um, first up, uh, probably everyone's favorite show, Super Drags. Um, this is, I think, a web series that Netflix picked up to turn into... Is it really? ...an actual series? I think so. I think I read that somewhere. I don't want to type it into my browser to find out. That's fair. I didn't watch it. Um... You're the lucky one. Spoilers, you're gonna hear that a lot tonight. So, um, it is three drag queens who... Use the power of lip sync to fight crime uh, with their gigantic dicks. Mm-hmm. It's real weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's originally from, I think, Brazil. Excuse me, Brazil. Okay. Doesn't um, RuPaul have something to do with saying, this? Isn't this RuPaul's Super Drags? Uh, I think sh- he's involved in it. Sorry. Um, but I'm not positive that it's like is it his he? creation. Yes, he is, he is a he. Okay, I'll, never mind. Is that what you were asking about? Yeah, I wasn't sure about like his preferred... Pronoun? Yeah, yeah pronoun. He. Okay. Um, yeah, typically drag queens are... Still? He. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, drag queen versus actual... Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And in, in this show, when they're actually in drag, they refer to each other as she and when they're out of drag, he... But that anyways, makes sense. Okay. Um, regardless, it does get slightly confusing sometimes, but this is a show... Thank God you're here. Um, right? I do love the gays. Friend of the gays. Uh, <laughs> um, 
which is why I'll say I'm probably the least down on this. It's not a good show, and it is 100% not made for any of us straight white dudes. <laughs> um, go on. Go ahead, Chuck. You could have something to say. This show is not for human consumption. <laughs> it is offensive on multiple levels. I'm not gay, but I'm offended for gay people. I was going to say, because from the so, trailer, I very much got a like feeling of pandering. D- dude, this, w- this one person is saving this guy from uh, a bus that's in the water, and before she unbuckles him to save him, she grabs his dick, or he, or whatever, the drag queen. Like, quick, quick, quick. Okay, now I'll save him. I'm just like, he's unconscious. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. It's, it is. It, not to mention, I'm God, there's just so many zoom-in dicks and, like, ball sacks and... See, to me, that's not, I mean... I, like, that doesn't, I mean, whatever. Brat, I don't care like, about that, you know, like, but, like, I mean, it, it, it it's felt very way worse than comedy brat. or very, like, lowest common denominator. Um, almost Some like somebody who doesn't understand gay culture so I would argue, a show about gay culture, and I don't know if that's the case. I would argue that it's the opposite of that. I would argue that this show is, like, pretty heavily steeped in, like, I, and I will, it, for, humor because, that is very much probably would like most of like gay culture would identify with. I will fully now, admit to not really. Obviously I don't I'm not it. in that culture. So I, I don't, don't believe that. I will tell you, like, any of my theater friends would like the show because it is well, like. And it is a very specific. Let me let me also be clear. Like if there was a stereotypical show that was like this, except it was about you know just straight up girl superheroes. I think people would be flipping their shit right now. It is also a very specific, I think, probably type of, or a very specific segment of the gay community. Like, I definitely know some gay people who would find this fucking hilarious. Um, oh, there's probably some straight people. I mean, Evan yeah, likes Paradise PD. Sure, sure. So things happen. on the fucking table. I guess, <laughs> yes. I guess my point is that this is in the same way that, like, there are certain shows or movies we've often said, whether it's because they're targeted at a specific racial group or at women versus men or whatever, like there are definitely, there's definitely content where we have said before, this is clearly not made for us. Like it, we are not the target demographic for this for the show, um, and I I think that this is very much the same. That said, even with that being the case, I don't think it's a good show. I want to be very clear about that. It's god that, awful. I think that the level in which we dislike it is somewhat that there's just nothing in it for us. On top of the fact that I mean, it's not that great. We watch shows about. Uh, the gays all the time. I get that. I know feel, I sounded pretty weird. I did right. want, It didn't feel good to hear. I was just going to try to move past no, it. No, that's my bad. <laughs> it's all good. Gazer Beam. How about that? From Incredibles? Nobody? Okay. That's worse? Okay. From y'all's look, I could tell. <laughs> I just didn't get the reference initially. But Can we go back to me being solo on this show? Yeah. No, it was awful. <laughs> anyway... Um, Anyway, like I said, all all that said, I, again, I'm not defending the show as a well-made show. A lot of the humor is super lowbrow, um, but I definitely think there's an audience for this show. It'll be canceled immediately. There's no way. We'll see. I, I will bet you money. Um, I might take you up on a small bet. I will not. Dollar fifty. Okay. I'll definitely take you up on that bet. That's too below the limit. Huh? Tree fifty always. Okay. I'll bet you ten dollars. Oh shit! This gets a second season. That's a lot of man. That seven fifty is really going to his head, <laughs> isn't it? 
<laughs> oh my god, I forgot about Sarah Fisher. Congrats again. Thank you. I'm very proud. Uh, my house. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> there will be there will be no season two of this show. Ten okay. bucks. Ten bucks. On video here. <laughs> There's a little moisture there. Too, oh right? yeah. <laughs> Ooh, there was some on yours too. <laughs> Well, that's because I just got done shitting. Yeah, I I'm know. I'm very sweaty. I don't like it. <laughs> I, wonder I, got, I wonder I got pink out on Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, that all checks out. All right, um, <laughs> moving on to another show I think me and Chuck disagree about. You just put the uh, words clammy shit in my head, and I'm really upset about it. Uh, you should be thanking us. Um, <laughs> Escape from uh, Danamora, mm-hmm. which is a Hulu original. Okay. What's um, showtime. Or, <laughs> is it Showtime? Mm-hmm. No way. <laughs> yes, sir. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh Are you sure God. you watched the right show? Yeah, I'm positive. Oh, uh, tell me about th- is this like any sort of like fantastical type show? No. No, not at all. <laughs> We're all balls. Uh, Danamore is a uh, a prison. <laughs> I don't know what show Wendy's talking about. All of them. I think Super Drags, but who uh. knows? Oh, I haven't seen Wendy in a while. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so um, pretty star-studded cast. Uh, Patricia Arquette, Paul Dano, um, and Benicio del Toro are fat. Benicio, he is a little bit fat. He's getting up there with that. I so mean, is Patricia know. Arquette, dude. She He's looks larger in charge. She looks like uh, Chet from Weird Science after the transformation. Dude, 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 too far. No, it's bad, dude. You would, you would especially be throwing a fit right now. She looks like Large Marge. Uh, no, she looks like Chet post transformation <laughs> from Weird Science. But you didn't hear in the first time. <laughs> she's um, also not a good. I don't understand how she got. She's an award winner. That's amazing. Uh huh. She's terrible in this show. She's the best she's of the Arquettes. So yeah, this is this. I, I'd be curious to see um, what you or Evan thought about this. I oh shit! Yeah. It. Sorry, I for sorry, Evan. I forgot. He's had keeper cuts. Oh, he's hard cut on Super Drags. That's the only one we've done so far. Yeah, and, it's not up okay. to the high quality say, of <laughs> Paradise PD. <laughs> Paradise PD may actually be worse. Um, it is worse, I think. Not Man, by much, close. but it is worse. Um, no, and also, yeah, Super Drags is also a cut for me. Cut, um, but I haven't I'll seen be yeah, just looking out for the news, cut. so I win my $10 when the season two gets announced. But what was it? My $10. Would you say I didn't hear the first part? Oh, I'll be keeping an eye out for the news on that show. It's, you don't know. It's a directional microphone. Yeah, he knows. You, we you, all know you that turn, you do it every week. You're turned away. You always do. You see how I turn my head and speaking to Look at this. In the fucking middle. Look, look. Yeah, you can still turn your head. We do it. Ooh, we look have at Trey. to do it at all times. Look at Trey. Watch him. Speak. Yeah, you don't have to go back and forth. There you go. Look, I could do it over here, and then I could talk over here. Thank you guys so much for tuning into my last Woo. show of all time. Two for all podcast. <laughs> Well, yeah, for now. For yeah. <laughs> uh, to be one for all. Uh, Man, no one, no one's going to watch me just um, sitting here. I might for at least a, a little while. Um, anyways, so this show is about um, Del Toro and, um, and Dano are basically uh, prisoners in this prison. And <laughs> Sorry. Where else are they going to be, It was just super simplified. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Strangers in a strange I'm land. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Um, anyway, they are uh, basically fucking uh, Patricia Arquette. Um, or, well, I should say Del Toro hasn't started yet, but I assume is going to at some point. Oh, you actually meant fucking. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, Paul Dano. I thought you might have put, like, Definitely the, uh... fucks Patricia Arquette. Okay, okay. Like, maybe for real. I don't know. Um, it's That's a combo that I'd be sad to know about. And, man, yeah, they are mismatched, um, to say the least. But, yeah, she's, like, basically, like, is in charge of one of the, like, places where they do, like, all the sewing and stuff, like the prison labor, um, and very um, not well disguised, basically takes dano into the uh into like the supply closet and fucks the shit out of him um and that's kind of all you get in the first episode is clearly she's been there's flash forwards to she's been caught yeah she is in prison being interviewed by someone okay okay like when hmm. to be exact like when did all this happen it's a pretty star-studded cast jumanji's bonnie hunt yes jumanji's bonnie hunt Okay. She's been lying in wait for this role. The Bonnie Hunt shows Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> Bonnie Hunt fame. Uh, question. Not that I wasn't paying attention. How long have those corn pops been in that tote? Oh, uh, since the last camping trip, so a month. Okay. Month and a I was bit. hoping it was like two years. You could go get them and eat no, them right I, I have no desire to eat a box of uh, portable corn pops. <laughs> you like your corn pops stationary? Absolutely. I want them well I prepared. I want them settled down. Over a stove, sir. Over a stove, Jesus Christ. I thought this show was super interesting. I thought it was well acted. It's definitely a slower paced show. It's definitely character driven. Um, but I thought it was super interesting and I'm excited to watch more of it. Um, not me. Um, I thought it was super boring, very dull. It got kind of interesting within the last like two to three minutes of the show when he realized that there's like fucking walkways and stuff behind their uh, prison cells and he's talking to Paul Dano he's like hey there's fucking walkways back here scene uh, I mean there's not the a lot dialogue? to it because I don't want to watch this show if that's how it sounds I'm paraphrasing but I'm, I've got to be fucking close Evan's watching Evan did you like the show he, he's, it's a keep it's a keep for okay. him but Evan also likes slow boring ass shows sometimes a lot of times um, I, I feel like I'm pretty 50-50 on shows like that Mm-hmm. But I, again, I, I really like this. Usually out. Man in the High Castle is like the real rare exception for me where I watch, uh, well, supposed to watch uh, That's great. slower shows. Uh, you know, t- TV and me are on like a hiatus until Star Trek comes back. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, well, we'll move on from that um, to a completely different show. Um, She-Ra is back on She-Ra, Netflix. She-Ra, she yeah, Did you watch the original? The, uh, say what now? Did you ever watch the original? Yeah, I did. I did you like it? A- yeah, I was a big He-Man fan. I, definitely more He-Man than She-Ra, obvious, for obvious reasons. But Oh, I love the Horde, though. Hordak? Yeah. I haven't um, seen him yet. I, I never grew up on uh, He-Man. Oh, God, He-Man was the best. Man, I, yeah. I, was. I had so many. I had Man-Ram. You remember him? Yeah, I remember Man-Ram. <laughs> Trey's a fan of hands. Come on. He also remembers that one He-Man character. Why does it not sound bad coming out of you? We've made it, we've established it. Okay. What you talking All about right. the gays? Because yeah. yeah, you're old and it sounds like you mean it. Um, Trump twenty twenty. But Jesus. Yeah, like uh, the Dolph Lundgren Master of the Universe movie is the closest touchstone I have to oh, He-Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I watched it recently. When I'm I was when I extra was sorry. Like, from US Express at your house, I watched it. Oh my god. No wonder you moved. First right? of all, that's not really recently. I mean, you know, it was way more recent. Five or than six you years ago. Watched it. Oh yeah. Or anyone else on this earth. It showed up on Netflix, and I was like, yeah. Let's name more He-Man characters. Man-at-Arms. Man-at-Arms is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merman. 
Merman, a, v- a classic villain. Indeed. Uh, Beastman, of course. Of course. Skeletor is there. Yeah. Do you remember Lockjaw? I do. Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Uh, let's see some more. Uh, oh, was uh, one of the faces switched? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Um, I, more I think that. it was just Manny E faces. It was Manny faces. <laughs> that show oh, was, there was made uh, just to sell toys. Oh, like, no, Lobstar? Yeah, that's yeah. I'm Lobstar, the, I think. Yeah, the, the big claw. He was a lobster man with a big claw. I know claw. you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. I think it was Lobstar. Also, one of the characters. No. Oh, Moss Man. He smelled like pine. <laughs> he did. He was fuzzy and he smelled like pine. There's a lot of them. So, one of the characters, though, happens to be She Ra. Uh, yeah, so kind of a spinoff show. Um, from He Man. From He Man. Yeah. Um, Prince Adam. They're starting with She Ra. Battle time. Cat. Um, this is the same, this is DreamWorks, it's the same, I think, crew that um, has been doing Voltron. Voltron, yeah. For the last six seasons. You can see it, you can see it a, a lot oh, in the animation. So. Um, basic premise of the show is unassuming girl who is not very powerful, gets awesome sword, sword turns her into badass princess warrior, she fucks people up, including this, like, cat lady person who's pretty cool looking. Catra. Yeah. Is that the original show? It's been a while. Yep. Okay. Every they, single one of these characters were in the original, the original show. show. Yep. They were real, real creative with the naming of these characters. The the most it was the eighties, uh, man. Yeah. The most uh, I think um, kind of unique uh, part about this particular cartoon show is that when it starts off, she is actually in the Horde army. She works for Hordak. Right. Um, and she never did that in the original show. She always fought the Horde. Yeah, there's definitely Mantena. You remember him? Bit. I don't think I remember him. He he worked with Hordak. You uh you like moved a little stick up his back and his eyes like came out real oh, far. Oh, I do remember that. And he okay. had four legs. Yep, yep. Man, there was some excellent character design oh, yeah. in that original show. But anyways, yeah, new show. Um, again, a lot of the characters from the old um the old cartoon just essentially revamped. Again, the story is pretty simple. It's like your standard good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just watch the first episode? Watched the first two. Okay. It was a two-parter. I've though. seen like four episodes, including the finale. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Lane just like powered through it, and I wasn't able to good watch for him. them all. Yeah, he freaking loved it. Um, I don't know why I can't get him to watch Voltron, but anyway. That's weird. I think of, I can think of the one difference between the two shows. Okay. He's a growing young boy. That's fair. Maybe so. There are no contours in any of these women. Yeah, that's really. and I oh, actually no, it's meant for like. I think well, young I actually women. think I, I think it's actually uh, the design is very purposeful because uh, it's you know not uh, overemphasizing um, you know busty uh, yeah. heroine kind of thing. She's got a very basic design. Her tiara is not even really all that special, um, and she doesn't go from like. This little like nothing to this big busty warrior woman kind of thing. She goes, she gets a little bigger, but her facial features are the same. Her hair is the same for the most part. Good on them. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a it's really, really good well message. Done. Actually, it's very well done. And it's, it, I mean, obviously not um, necessarily made for adults. And I don't know that I would have sat down and watched the entire season. Like, I would have. Have a kid? Maybe I. Would I want to see Hordak. Have you seen Hordak yet? Um, yes, later on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, he was my favorite. Him and Skeletor were so... They, man, they teamed up. Oh, I don't think I ever saw that. In the old stuff? It God, was I love good. Skeletor. Good stuff. Um, what a, just a, a wonderful villain voice. 
Ah, he man. Yeah, it checks out. <laughs> um, but no, no, this is like, especially getting to watch it with Lane, like it's very entertaining. Like it's it's very well made to for kids to like, but also like parents aren't sitting there, you know, pulling their hair out, mm-hmm. just waiting for the episode to be over. Yeah, like some other shows that Lane forces me to watch. It's it's a smart play, like Voltron was. It's it's got nostalgia and it's got yeah. new stuff. It's smart, indeed. Man, it's the Steven the, Universe, but Voltron has got like. What, like 15 seasons now? I think it's six, but it's a lot. I mean, they crank them up. They're down to like six episode seasons now. It's coming yeah. to an end, though, I heard. Is it? That's what I Man, heard. that's yeah. a bummer. That show, everything Yeah, but then they'll just tra- change good. it to something else. Voltron, the blah, blah, blah. I can see that. Movie. I can't wait for that. I bet you can't. Shut up till movies. Um, <laughs> I've watched the finale, so I guess she was a keep for me. Oh, yeah, keep. Keep, keep, keep. Um, Evan didn't watch that one. It's real good. Everybody should check it out. Um, and then last but not least, uh, for Keeper Cut, uh, Bumping Mics. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this is a three-episode comedy series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Netflix is doing some great things with stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, I wish they would put them on fucking Spotify. I'm running out of things to listen to as I go to sleep every night. Just turn on Netflix. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. You got a fucking phone? It's also 2018. Get your shit together and put a TV in your I'm bedroom. Te- technically, I have a TV in my bedroom. I don't have anything hooked up or it plugged in. I like having it outside of the, the room. Like not Why do you have a TV in, in there if you don't have anything pointed up to it? Because I bought a TV two years ago. I didn't know what to Buy do with the Apple other one. Buy an Apple TV, man. It's like 100 bucks. Plug it up to your goddamn wall and watch it in your bedroom. Or a Chromecast or some shit. Yeah, Chromecast like 30 bucks. I don't feel like I should be on trial here. Well, too you're late. You're fucking bitching about not listening to stand-up. We're giving you options and you're complaining about it. That might be fair. Do you know how much Shut up until movies, Josh. Know your role. Um, Bumping Mikes is uh, a butter a girl stand-up series. <laughs> I could go for a butter girl right yeah. now. Jesus Christ. Chuck, why don't you tell me about it since uh, I can't get a fucking sentence out. Uh, power through, man. Power through. Anyway, Bumping Mikes is um, essentially th- a three-night weekend in New York City where David Tell and Jeffrey Ross have zero things prepped they go up on stage they start riffing on each other they start riffing on the crowd uh and then there's famous comedians that just happen to be there like michelle wolf uh hassan minaj gilbert godfrey was a opener for him once actually uh, yeah, it's good i was gonna say i really want to watch hassan minaj's show uh patriot act we've been watching it we, we talked about that last time we did oh okay Listen to the show, Josh. I didn't watch the, the what's, uh, what you're watching. I didn't want to get spoiled. It's good, but not as good, John Oliver. Yeah. It's the exact same show, though. Yeah. He just stands up. A little more preachy. A little, but, I mean, format-wise, it I, is yes. fucking heard, identical. I've heard yeah. different things than that, so now I'm actually really intrigued. Um, I'd be curious. It's not a bad show at all. It's you can just, just watch it on your TV in formula. your bedroom no, while you go to sleep. Do that. Don't have one of those. Um, yeah, so this is, this is also them wrapping up basically a year-long like U.S. tour that they did together. Man, I would love where they to kind of developed this whole this. bumping mics thing where mm-hmm. they would, they tell a good joke. It's you know their version of a fist bump. Yeah. Um, well, for instance, um, I, I don't remember if I shared this. With, oh, it was with you. It was this uh, this afternoon. But uh, for instance, they were doing like a in memoriam, in, in memoriam. memoriam. Uh, sorry, whiskey. Uh, and uh, he was talking about you know certain people who died this year, and he's like, uh, it was Jeff, and he was like, Dave, what'd you think of uh, Barbara Bush? We lost Barbara Bush this year, and he goes, um, I really liked her oatmeal. 
she does look like the Quaker Oats guy, man. And so they just <laughs> just bump mics and they move on. It's it's really really funny. All right, all right. Um, and yeah, Dave I mean, is aggressive with his butt. Like he, he is, stabs. He is. I feel like David Tell just in general aggressive human being. Man, he is so right, funny. Man. He I is he's a, really antisocial. He is super antisocial. He also still has a flip phone. It turns out. It, <laughs> Brittany's mind was blown by that more than anything <laughs> when we watched that tonight. She should be a G-Mobile customer service representative. Yeah, yeah. Come Talk on. to plenty of people who want to order flip. Flip. Um, they're gonna get their wish soon with this fancy flip smartphone. Anyway, that thing's stupid. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that totally took me out of it. Um, yeah, so the guests are easily... I mean, not that uh, Tell and, and uh, Ross aren't really good, but like some of the special guests are easily, for me, like the best part of that show. Uh, Michelle Wolf, like you said, showing up mm-hmm. um, was really good. Um, Gilbert Goffrey's probably my favorite person that's been on there in these first two episodes. He was the opener, though, so it's not really... Yeah, so it wasn't really a traditional, like, hey, is Michelle here? You know, kind of thing. Or, hey, oh. there's Bruce Willis in the second row, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, who can play the fuck out of a harmonica? What the hell? Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, he has his own blues band. Does he really? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Also, <laughs> I want to learn how to play the harmonica. It's a really cool instrument. Yeah. He was drunk. It was awesome. I could see you as the next John Popper. Yeah? Yeah, Biscuits, baby. That checks out. That's your band name. Biscuits in the something, if it's a blues band. Oh, Biscuits, baby. No. Uh, I hate you guys so much. I'm going <laughs> to shut up and tilt movies. Actually, you know what? Your band is called The Something. Or The Somethings. So that way you never have to really Remember get it? too creative with the. <laughs> it's The Somethings. So Biscuit bump- and The Somethings. Yeah, a bumping mic is an easy key for me. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I hope well, they come back. I have one more episode to watch. So, yes, it's definitely a key. I'm, 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 I'm going to definitely sh- watch it. I'm sure it'll come back. I mean, it couldn't have cost them that much. No, but I can also see it. I mean, to me, it's just almost like them getting their turn at a stand-up special. Mm. And Netflix does a lot of those, it turns out. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you hear about that? <laughs> I heard they're doing some good stuff <laughs> with stand-up comedy. Um, Trevor Noah just put out one that I'm... I actually Instead do watch. want to see that. Uh, and then there's one other one I heard the other day that's supposed to be really good. Now I can't remember who it was. Anyway. Um, It'll be on your recommended. Don't worry. It will be. Indeed. It definitely. <laughs> Netflix now knows. So let me uh, Every time there's a new stand-up special. And I appreciate it. Got his stand-up specials and fucking super drags. Well, I don't know about all that. Uh, but, don't forget about somebody feed Phil. Oh, yeah. God damn it. That show is so good. Is there another season coming? I on? sure as fuck hope so. Man. I need to research that. Um, anyway, um, are you guys talking? Are we gonna save haunting of Hill House? No, for, you wanted you want to start at the end. For, yeah, saving it for the last show we talk about tonight. As as far as shows, we can do that if you want. Okay, let's do that, and let's talk about the first. Okay, I think Chuck and I both finished. This is definitely a Hulu original. This is a Hulu original, Trey. Good sure job. It wasn't on Showtime. Showtime. Good get their job. Grubby I don't little. Know why I thought it was it. Hulu original. Anyway, um, this is a Sean Penn joint. It is. Um, that chick from um, Designated Survivor. Indeed. Um, who I like way better in this than I did in that show. She's good in the show. She's very she good. She is. Um, it took me a little bit to get over the fact that I really disliked her in Designated Survivor, but eventually I came around. Um, this is, the show opens up, we talked about the first episode a while back, with, um, the first mission, manned mission to Mars mm-hmm. failing pretty epically. Yeah. Um, spaceship explodes, everyone dies. 
a real bad time. I remember that. Um, and then the rest of the season is basically about them rebuilding and preparing to make a second attempt. Yeah. Um, Getting the funding, being allowed to go through it in the first place because they have like meetings, like congressional meetings kind of thing. Yeah, there's some pol- a little bit of politics involved. Nothing too heavy-handed there. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot of the personal lives, you know, personal things going on, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with Sean Penn and his daughter. Yes. And them kind of working through, um, I guess, definitely spoilers for the first, um, his wife, her mother, um, committing suicide. Whoa, um, okay. And... Uh, Years ago, yeah, and yeah, then her, okay, okay. but and they, then his, they are kind of never really over it. Yes, yeah, got through it, and they kind of continue to deal with those demons. Um, the daughter, including in drug addiction, for yeah, her, yeah, yeah, for sure, and just in some, it seems like suicidal tendencies and stuff like that. Man, there's um, a scene towards the end, maybe the seventh episode. Um, not positive on that, but basically when they get into a big fight, and she goes to live with chick from Designated Survivor yeah. in her like, guest house. Mm-hmm. That fight, man, Sean Penn fucking lets her have it. I mean, talking he, about, like, why don't you go, like, drown yourself in the river just like, like your, your mother? Yeah. And shit like that. I was like, That's oh. a Sean Penn-ass thing to say. <laughs> I'll tell fair. you, dude, I'll tell you what. Well, he puts up, uh, spoiler alert, his daughter is the fucking worst. I don't mind her. She... She puts him through so much fucking hell for nothing. And, like, she just continually goes back to just fucking up her life and then blaming him. It's like this classic. She's in her 20s. I mean, Jesus Christ. She is the (laughs) worst. Even at the end when there's, like, a little bit of redemption, she's still not fucking outside watching the spaceship goes up. She has to get the lady who's put her entire goddamn life behind this mission to Mars to go inside yeah. in the in the stairwell she's, with her. She's God, definitely fuck selfish. Her. She's the worst. <laughs> she is going to be a nominee, a strong contender for the worst next year. All right. I don't know if I'm if I can get God. behind that, but that said, I'll show you some clips and you'll be like, "Dude, fuck that girl. She's the <laughs> worst." Okay. Um, did you like the show overall? Overall, I did like the show. It's mo- much more of a. I mean, you, said you were thinking it was slow too. Uh, it's it's pretty slow. It overall. is uh, very slow. Um, it's got some some really good um, aesthetics as far as um, some of the um, the shots and whatnot. There's man when her because her mom her mom she kills herself, but she's not in her right head. Like the medicine she's on and all that kind of stuff kind of makes her a little bit out of her mind and she like just essentially walks into this rapid river and and drowns but the the way that that was shot was like oh from like underneath super emotional man i was hard it was really yeah. hard to watch but um man sean penn's a good actor he might be a shit of a person yeah but he is dude he is fucking awesome in the show and a lot of people like when they go from movies to tv kind of mail it in a little bit you know you're not really fully involved man he is both feet in on this show. It's yeah. really cool to watch. And he is okay. jacked. Man, he's big. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, he doesn't fuck around with carrying those dumbbells around at the bottom of that pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, what a workout that is. Um, uh, you know from experience? I do. I do. I've <laughs> thought about doing that three it's, times now. Instead of dumbbells, um, <laughs> it's Subway sandwiches instead of a pool. you got to have motivation. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm with you on, like, this show is well basically everything it's well directed it's well written it's well acted um it tells a really cool story it's character driven for very sure. very character driven um 
like, but I just constantly wanted to watch the next episode and see what happened to these characters. Um, obviously, still very early in the TV season, but right now this is solidly in my top ten shows. Oh yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything close to that. Uh, uh, the yeah, the, I, I the think, daughter really pulled me out of a lot of scenes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I she definitely was intended intended to be fr- a frustrating character at times, mm-hmm. but it never bothered me. Like it almost made her more intriguing to me their relationship was one of the most fascinating fucking things i've seen on tv in a while there was also a really confusing part to me with the flashback episode where it was flashing back to her doing drugs and then it flashed current to her doing drugs and i'm like what just happened like there was no kind of segue in between of her doing drugs in the past and her so doing a lot dr- of the flashbacks were to me were tough to well the other catch. flashbacks like a lot of it were um it was just a just a jet black stage and then whatever prop they were using like the bathtub or yeah whatever um and then you know all of a sudden like she's she's doing drugs in the past and then she goes and does drugs in the present and i'm like is she in the present right now what's happening and then that one woman comes and picks her up and i'm like i don't what just happened and why the fuck did she do that i was gonna say i don't remember being confused but admittedly i don't no, that I remember exactly what there was no was. segue whatsoever. Um, yeah. Either way, though, I really like the show a whole lot. Yeah, I like it. I don't like it nearly as much as you do, though. It, is, it doesn't sound like it. It'll be a top fifty show for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, if you haven't, you should check out the first. At least you know, see what you think. Um, moving on to Daredevil season three. This is another show rest where we are going to disagree. Me and Chuck are all I over can the place. talk. What rest are you talking can about? Can you, though? Yeah. Rest, rest in peace. Indeed. <clears throat> R.I.P. Dare, Daredevil. Whoa, wait. Who's going to be on a different... Me. Really? I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't dislike the show, but I am not nearly as high as you guys are. Oh, that's... It's not even my favorite season of Daredevil. That's fucking crazy. Uh, I can understand liking maybe season two overall more. Oh, no. Season one. Really? Season one is better than season two, that I think, correct. overall. I don't, I don't agree. It is. It goes one, two, three for me. I had trouble finishing this season. Man, Blah. that's insane. You were also not... on an island. <laughs> oh, and that's. I mean, I get I'm in the minority. Yeah, I, I thought. Just, man, I thought this was far and away the best season. Of I do, show yeah. So far. I just it's couldn't the, get into it. The story to me overall, the story was better. The acting was better. The the way that Fisk played fucking everybody was just so well written. It was just a good fucking story that happened to revolve around comic books i didn't i I thought there was maybe the one episode uh slump for me like in terms of like we didn't need her backstory in any way karen's oh i thought i I loved that episode i thought the episode overall was okay but it didn't feel necessary in any way but i didn't think that it it featured the uh, netflix middle sag or anything like that. oh man i did Um, no there's no middle sag in this i I didn't love bullseye's acting but i loved the character i thought bullseye i thought all of it in regards to him was really good except for the very very end like literally the last thing of this cliffhanger yeah were they like making him like a cyborg backbone or something like that and it showed the bullseye in his eye that was just uh, in a show that was just grounded is is as grounded as this particular show something like that was really over the top That's dude fair. vincent d'onofrio oh yeah bravo no, dude he was masterful in this season Man, also that, that three-way fight at the end was, was awesome crazy. the fight scenes in this definitely the prison fight where he's like trying to get man trying to get out like, 
It was yes. awesome. Oh, yeah. The fight scenes, the, the fight choreography in this is still second to fucking none. The episode six fight scene is the best. Are you talking about the first bullseye as Daredevil? Yeah, the one in the in, in the office. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was brutal. That as was fuck. bullseye to a T. I thought it was great. God, he, when he was like hiding behind that thing and like he's looking around and then he just picks up a stapler. No, it was a ball. It was a, uh, like a globe or something and hits off the wall where he can't see him and smacks him in the face. I thought it, it was, was great. so good. He looks weird in the Daredevil suit, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, that was one of my least favorite parts. Um, I mean, the best scene in this show, though, is the... Was the, Bullseye in the Daredevil suit? Yeah. It was weird to me. I didn't think he looked good in it at all. I mean, he looked how he was supposed to look. It's just like, it didn't, <laughs> to me, it didn't look like, like... I mean, I think Charlie Cox fits that suit better. I think that it looks better on him as a suit. I mean, it probably fits him a little bit more because it's made for him, like originally made for him. And I know that they can change it a little bit, but say, they didn't, I mean, they they didn't need to. Him, I'm sure. I don't know if they did or not, man. They're because they have very similar builds. They have very uh, some like height, weight, all that kind of stuff is very, very similar. Plus, like they probably might want him to look a little different, not only due to oh, the I fact think that it was intentional audiences. that he looked different. I just thought he looked weird. But I mean, the best the best scene in the show, and possibly the best, you know, one of the best scenes all year is absolutely the like delve into the psyche of Bullseye, the like reveal of his character from Fisk reading the the psychiatrist notes and like being there viewing like in his mind's eye basically i thought it was brilliantly shot i thought that it was absolutely fantastic um the like look into the psyche of this maniacal sociopath basically Um, i i thought the show was brilliant like i i loved this season and how fist just set everything up from the attack on himself to Mm -hmm. uh in the prison to on the streets to where he would get and then like buying the building and like everything was just so well written and there was no playing that fbi agent foggy came back for the most part um, yeah, I the, didn't hate Foggy this season. Yeah, I didn't either, which is a shock to <laughs> it's me. A, it's first time that's been said. There's a series of like stuff him running for. Yeah, it was really cool. Everything in the deli, and it was just it was just good. And the, like, man, there were so many moments, like stand up and cheer kind of moments, like whenever uh, um, Bullseye sees Foggy in the office and he throws the uh, the stick at him, and then just out of nowhere, just. Whack, you know, and I was like, oh, shit. And like, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then there was just that, man, he hit him so many times, especially with those kendo gloves, like yeah. just beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. And he just doesn't fall down, man. This man is good. Yeah, I loved it. I, I mean, it's easily in my top 10. I know I've only probably watched seven shows this year, but of those seven <laughs> shows, it's in the top 10 of them. Yes. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. It was back to back with this and, and Haunting a Hill House. Like, I just couldn't stop watching hey, once me I too. got into it. Yeah, me too. Like, man, it was I am, it was a good series of like shows to be released by Netflix. I'm really excited to uh, to finish um, Hill House for sure. Um, all right, cool. Um, next up, I think just Chuck on Lodge 49. Yeah, Lodge 49 is a uh, a series um, by AMC, and I was actually able to watch this show on AMC that had finished uh, about a month ago, and they had all this season on there like a normal fucking app would. Uh, however, I still can't watch goddamn Better Call Saul, fuckers. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even out. understand the rationale. Why are you pulling this? Because they still want to drive people to the actual network, which is not happening. It's just meaning I don't watch but AMC all shows. the other shows you can watch, except for Walking Dead. But Fear the Walking Dead, you can you can do that. It's so stupid. 
Anyway, AMC sucks. So Lost Forty Nine is essentially about this like kind AMC of uh, failed um, surfer um, that uh, just finds he's a bum. He's always <clears throat> broke. Uh, he's living in like uh, his old apartment, but like you know, every once in a while somebody will come in and he'll, he'll, like the person will be showing this apartment to people, and he'll just be hiding in the closet, um, you know, just constantly going to this bookie or this pawn store and borrowing money, and he's just an absolute train wreck of a human being. He's always super positive though, and like, hey man, yeah, all right, cool. You know, it's just who's the lead in this? Uh, Wyatt Snack. No. If only <laughs> I would be so in on this. I show. would not call that guy super upbeat. No, um, he's definitely <laughs> snarky as fuck though. But yeah, this guy's uh, super upbeat. He uh, he runs into this lodge by way of finding a uh, a lodge ring on the beach because he's got a metal detector. White Russell? Russell. Russell. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, he was a surfer, like a championship surfer. He gets bit by a snake and on his foot in like this weird country and it ruins all of that. So he can't even make money. His sister in the show, by the way, is super hot, like H A W T. Sonia Cassidy. Oh man. She works at this place called Shamrocks. She is also very frustrating because she keeps getting like all these opportunities and she's incredibly self-destructive. And just like shits all over her opportunities, and it's just like, like gross, hard. To, yeah, it's hard to watch. Um, but sometimes, man, sometimes the show is so great and funny. Um, and I just like want to watch it. You would love this show, man. Um, not only because you know this guy's a hipster kind of, and you know <laughs> part of your clan. I do love hipsters, uh, but it's just like, man. The, the, for instance, uh, there's this really like all the people in the lodge are super old, um, and uh, this this black guy gets up. They're playing golf and they're terrible at it, and he hits his golf shot with those other old bands got like long stringy white hair, and uh, it just hits this dude that's like maybe ten foot away in the back of the head, and he's like, "Oh, sh- what the shit, man!" And the, the white guy's like, "I think he shanked it a little," <laughs> just like super dry like that. It's it's gotcha. so funny. And then there's these visions that he has, and man, it's it's really really good. Um, I I loved it. It's hard to explain why I like it so much, but it's just it's an easy can, watch. Yeah. It's uh, the characters are fucking adorable. Um, that sister's super hot, uh, and it leaves kind of on a cliffhanger. But the, I think they're having another season. I haven't heard anything otherwise. Yeah, I haven't heard um, really either. so. Cool. I, I love I'm it. Check it out. I, I think you would like it a lot. If you watch the first episode, I think that you would. All right. I'll at least do that since it's all on the AMC app for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Piece of shit. I'm going to walk out. You guys are going to talk about The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Um, I'll come back. We'll talk about a Christmas movie mm-hmm. and then we'll both leave so Josh can by himself What's up? talk about 27 other movies that he's watched. Hey, I've had to say that for us. the last three hours while you guys talk about all these shows. I got my time. I mean, now. you know. You should watch them. Um, all right, I'll be back. Now nah, y'all watch Super Drag. I don't have to do that. <laughs> and Trey is. Uh, I'm pretty sure Don't. that Super Drag is like one of those Clockwork Orange TV shows for you. Man, it's bad. Yeah, I don't have any desire to see that shit. <clears throat> uh, Hunting a Hill House. This is my front runner for my favorite show of the year. 
It's easy top three for me right now. I can't get over how much I was engrossed in every different aspect of this show. Okay, so for people who might be unaware, Spoilers, that, by the way. That are either Trey or people who don't have power in their house. Uh, Hill, the Haunting of Hill House is um, uh, an, an adaptation of a book that's been done several times, including times. Uh, one by Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson that was just a fucking shit show of a movie. It was awful. Was it also House on Haunted Hill? Or was no. It sem- okay. No. It just happened to be really yes. familiar. It turns out hills are scary. Yes. They also have eyes. <laughs> they, are, they do have eyes and D's. And D's nuts. <laughs> anyway, so... Oh, um, the eyes and D's nuts is not a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, the Haunting of Hill House essentially is a it's a character drama. Don't th- go into this show uh, thinking that it's just straight up horror. There are horror elements, of course. It's a haunted show, but it is a character drama about a family and their relationships that is based around this house that they uh, that they uh, they buy this property. Really, it's a manor. It's a huge house. It's on this giant property. The most. Haunted house in America. Right. Famously in the world. But um, this family goes in a summer. They're going to uh, flip it, more or less, make a bunch of money. Uh, Shenanigans ensue, of course. But it goes back and forth between uh, there's seven original uh, members of Hill House family. Uh, Well, the the, – fuck, why am I blanking on their names all of a sudden? Who are they? Oh, like character-wise? The the their last name. Their last, that, I knew you were going to ask me that, and for some reason I can't remember. Stephen Shirley. I can name remember all their. Yeah, I know. Uh, either way. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Go watch the fucking show. But anyway, so <laughs> it goes back and forth um, brilliantly at times between um, flashbacks of when all the haunting originally occurred, and then flash present during um, like that kind of the after, aftermath years. Well, you think like. Was it eighteen years, twenty years, something right like around that? that time? Yeah, but basically two decades, essentially, yeah. from the eighties yeah. until I mean, current moment, current time. So right. closer to thirty years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for me, it's like yeah, it is. It's a character drama. It's a family drama where uh, the family is scarred due to a past experience. It just so happens to be that this past experience, instead of it being you know the loss of a family member at the base level. Mm-hmm. It's a haunting. It, it's it's the summer they spent in a crazy, dis- like crazy haunted house. Yeah. Um, crane. That's it. The crane house. Yeah. Uh, so the thing, and and that's more what I was getting at. It was like the aspects of the show that I love is literally everything, but it's the horror element is super engaging. The there's some big jump scares too. There's a lot, and there's one very particular that is like the moment of the year for me. There was two that made me like almost pee myself a little. It's it, so the hallway in the hotel, and uh-huh. then the car ride. Yeah, and back the to car, back episodes. The car ride comes out of fucking nowhere. I that was died. not back back to back episodes. It was five and six. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't five and seven. I think it was eight. You sure? Mm-hmm. It was late because they had already left the uh, maybe the. Um, the funeral home. I guess you're right, but I mean the 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 family drama of this as well is just as engaging to me as it is the rest of the show. The 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 actual supernatural element mm-hmm. um, to me, like I had characters that I rooted for, characters that I hated, including the actual worst, which is Shirley. Um, she's not as she's not as bad as the I can't I can't fathom. I will never watch that show. Then it has Sean Penn and somebody worse than Shirley. I'll <laughs> never fucking watch it. Oh Shirley, but, you hypocrite! Holy crap! 
But, like, even, like, her husband, I thought, was an engaging character. Like, every character had depth in this show. Mm-hmm. Every character was well-explored, well-acted. Um, the children... Well-written. Yeah, well-written. Oh, the Luke, child actors were... The, uh, Kid Luke is Kid the Luke most... Kid and Adult Luke are my favorite characters on this show. Adult Kid... Luke is my favorite. He was awesome. The uh, the Kid Luke wa- is probably the most adorable child on the planet. He is Stuart Little and the kid from Jerry Maguire and every other young little gla- like bespectacled blonde kid he's the he's kid- always looking up with his mouth kind of open man that that scene story that's <laughs> that scene where the dumbwaiter goes down into the uh crawlspace cellar and like well. the half zombie thing comes at him I was like oh shit and I know that he's alive because it sh- fucking shows but him but it doesn't but- matter like that's the best thing about horror is a lot of times you do know the outcome of the movie or the show or whatever you're watching because uh, especially in in a show that's messing with timelines or at least showing multiple perspectives from different times you know where it's going to happen but that doesn't change the experience because trauma is something that we can all at least in some fashion relate to and this just happens to be supernatural horrific trauma um i thought that like, I, i'm not afraid to admit i literally watched a scene through my fingers in in this like the scene. Hold on, how how spoiler? Are we going full spoilers here? I mean, we can go Might as well. well. I mean, yeah, Might as well. It's, it's... Okay, so next we say, what do you want to go, seven minutes? Yeah, sure. Seven minutes, spoilers starting now. Um, The scene with the tall man. Oh, yeah, down the hallway where he's looking for his fucking hat. And then he's when floating Luke, and, and stretched out. And when Luke gets under the bed. Oh, God. Like, I literally had a blanket over my head. I was standing <laughs> up watching it. And I did have my fingers over my eyes. It freaked me the fuck out. There's something about the design of that particular ghost. He was my favorite, and he was terrifying. And it's because it was so perfectly well played between the two scenes in that, the two timelines in that show, right? Mm-hmm. You are getting the origin of his fear for this character and then the fact that he is a ghost both literally and metaphysically in the entire life of Luke Crane. He is the thing haunting him that when he is addicted to heroin, when he is haunted by his demons, when he is thinking back to his lost parents or his lost mother, he looks over his shoulder. Or that bitch that took his money. Yeah. He looks over his shoulder and he sees the physical embodiment and potentially the actual haunting spirit of the, oh, what was his name? Willie? William? He was the one that barricaded himself yeah, in the wall. I think it's William Hill. Okay. Um, but yeah, he sees that, and the worst part about it is he never sees his face as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then to see the actual... But he's always there. Like, he's either right behind him, or if he goes to him, he gets further yeah. away. Like, he's and, there. Like, he's so unnatural in his movement, right? Like, it's... Don't. Yeah, and it's, like, so Don't. smooth. <laughs> and then to see him kind of at the forefront of... The last episode when Steven finally sees the ghosts, right? And he turns around and there's like 30 of them. Yeah. They're all there. And he is very clearly the tallest one, the biggest one there. I think it's such an effective design. I think it's so brilliantly shot and told as a full episode story. To me, that episode absolutely rivals the one that everybody's talking about, which is episode six, which is just a brilliantly shot, crazy episode um, in general. Before we get to Two Storms, which is the episode that you're talking about, I want to talk about another, uh, probably the most effective uh, storytelling to me anyway in that show, which is The Bent Neck Lady. Uh, oh, which, it's... through the first four episodes of this show, is just absolutely maddeningly haunting you think uh, Nell, is... the youngest girl, and one of the twins. You kind of think she's the epicenter spirit of this whole thing. Yeah, and, and like every time she like looks up, there's a bent neck lady who is essentially 
her neck is broken and her her head is over to the side and she can't like breathe sometimes she can't move she's just horrified at the thought of this thing and primarily it affects her when she's younger uh, in the hill house because she'll wake up on the couch and it is horizontally uh staring at her or she'll uh, in later episodes after you even find out what's going on she like turns the corner and she's in the kitchen mm-hmm. or outside or and whatever it becomes like seen to other people as well yeah and, uh, so briefly um so the way that they shot this episode, Nell is getting to the point where she's at her her wit's end, yeah, and she uh, is wanting to confront the house to try to get over her demons. As was with most of these characters, the house and the experience in the house are starting to creep into their adult life. It's compelling them to Bring resolve them situations. Little do we know that Dottie, fucking Dottie, God damn it! Uh, and the house is trying to draw them back in to mm-hmm. what the dad says, uh, feed. Uh, but it I winds up being a oh yeah. The, I mean, they all all outside of Shirley, she's yeah, okay. Theo, woo, dude, man, married to the director. Woo, really? Yeah, Good for her. He looks like Mike Birbiglia had an had an accident. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy by the end of that particular episode. And one of the oh shit, pee my pants moments is her at the hotel. She's trying um, to get a drink out of the, the vending machine or whatever. The lights flicker. She turns around and the bent neck lady just drops right in front of her and she falls down. I was like, oh shit. It's also the first time you've seen that she's got a noose around her neck. Yes. Um, Every other time, she's just been somebody with a, a woman with a bent neck, kind of grudge or ring in makeup a little bit in terms yeah. of like the black hair or the the dark wet hair. Can't over see your her face eyes, really. Face and and like the reason behind that is because it is actually in present time. Uh, the house and her mom uh, winds up, and for reasons that they'll go into later on in the show, winds up getting her to hang herself, and she winds up being the bent neck lady in the past that's been haunting her her whole life basically it's man um, it's so smartly written and it gave me like chill bumps and almost more intense than the reveal of that because it blew my mind uh, i did not have that idea in my head at all um but the way that that reveal was shot and being able to do the thing so effectively that tv gets to do that movies can sometimes play with but not as effectively in my opinion is they get to go over the last seven or five hours or whatever of of show and retake you to all of those moments at once and so she's literally as she jumps off i loved how you watched through her eyes as the bent neck lady torturing herself as the bent neck lady like it was so well done and being like the person who's like getting and and getting there to standing there and watching her husband die um for an aneurysm which was real rough because she has these this basically sleep paralysis she can't move she wakes up in in panic and her husband that uh is basically a therapist or a physical therapist that tries to help her through that uh they end up falling in love like has an aneurysm while she's having an attack and he's trying to help her and she blames obviously the bent neck lady and just getting to like literally fall through the ground into the next scene that we had seen her in mm-hmm. um it was, and it's it was in so reverse well and it, it does to the very good... first time the little baby nell sees the, the couch the... no it's in front of oh, the no, bed yeah 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 that's right, but like it, it, it all is so incredibly well, Damn. like well shot and effective and everything else. But like it, it gets you emotionally invested in every single episode, in my opinion. There wasn't a down episode this whole season. Mm-hmm. Episode six is very much the most talked about. Um, we got 
about one more minute of spoilers. We might have to extend it a little bit, but the, the two storms was shot primarily to appear as though it were one take or at least multiple very long takes. In the funeral in the funeral home for sure. Yeah, in the funeral home, but then I mean it really does like it does a lot of pans and it takes you through the hallways up to the point where you actually do end up back at Hill House in a flashback. Mm-hmm. And then the night that Nell goes missing and a very effective like true first experience especially for the father of experiencing the horrors of this house. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, it's it's incredibly well shot. It's one of the best directed episodes of the season. Um, Storyline wise, it may not be up there for me, but it is still pretty effective. Um, for me, it's just like it, it even might be storyline wise one of my least favorites. But it's shot so well that it's hard to not want to talk about that particular episode. Um, it's just it's it's a show that I can't stop gushing about, and like I want to go back and watch it again. I and watched it twice. Yeah, I the wish second I had. the second viewing is the best. So people who are joining us from spoiler alert town, uh, the second viewing of, of the haunting of, of Hill House is the best because you can go back through and every almost every single scene where there is um, a flashback where they're actually in Hill House, there are hidden ghosts everywhere. Uh, even in between the rungs of like steps or ladders or uh, behind a credenza or underneath a piano, you see like a clawed ghost hand. Or when um, three uh, grown ass adults are talking in a basement, there's uh, in like hazmat suits, and there's one of them like peered around the corner. Yeah, and, the like, white haired ghost. Yeah, man, like Woo! it's so effectively done. Super quick spoilers for like one minute more at most, and then we'll we'll probably wrap it up here. Um, starting now. So, did you see the like theory and the uh, postulating on the ending and what they might have done for season? Two? I did. I also saw the read the debunking of uh, by the director as of well. The cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the red cake. I would be real sad if they were still in the red room, and I I, I would get it, but I, I'm so glad they made it out of that room mostly unscathed. And I want to see what what happens next. In Could you imagine how else. crushing it would be? That every single person in that family was still in that room, even her, all of them. Like Olivia, all of them. Man, that would be crazy. I don't know how they could pull that off, but that would be insane. I almost kind of want that now. I mean, I think that if there is a season two, and I would be stunned if there's not just due to the popular popularity of the show and how much money it made. Um, I think it would be real. I, I I think they would have to do anthology. I don't think they could do the cranes again. I I mean, he says that he's got ideas to make it about the cranes. I really hope that it is. I got so invested in all these characters that I want to see more. And that means somebody going to die, Josh. Entirely possible. I also think that they could do a lot with bringing in the modern kids. Instead of being just about the current or the the past generation, bring the current generation as well. Shirley's got kids. Um, At this point, Steven is on his way to getting kids or at least a kid. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) But, man, like, it's just it's such an effective show and so emotionally affecting that. There's a shit ton of ghosts that they could do in that house, though. Like you said, at the end. There were so many they showed and barely. The old lady was so great. She was awesome. She was amazing. And her shit-talking Dottie. I love... And, like, God, I think that's the thing that I might like the most about the show is these ghosts are people. They're personalities and they're characters, and they're not just scare tactics. And it's so— Who was the half-zombie in the basement, though? I don't know. Oh, what about the the clock ghost? Oh, yeah, with the 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 mustache. Yeah. 
It's so God. It's so great. But like, go back through and, and watch it. He's in there more than a couple I, of. Scenes. I can only imagine. Uh, everybody should watch that show, though. If you haven't gotten a chance, even if you don't like scary stuff, like it is not chilling to the point where you can't physically handle it. Kristen watched it, and she's the biggest puss there ever was in regards to scary stuff. Yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, something that you should watch. We'll be bring Trey back now um, for. Do we have to. I don't want to either. But didn't he watch like the one movie? Oh no! Yeah, you Christmas and Chronicles. Him the Christmas Chronicles, right? Yeah. Um, so Trey should be coming back here in just a second. But anyway, definitely, if you have a Netflix subscription, go ahead and go back uh, to to the Haunting on Hill House, Haunting of Hill House. Sorry. Um, apparently, it's a very hard title to say, but um, <laughs> clear front runner for me. The Just only thing that house. I think could overtake it is, is for me, very obviously Star Trek. But um, top two show of the year for me, and I don't foresee anything being able to overtake that. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. I I, I had a feeling that I, I was trying my best not yeah, to kind of did that overhype it. Um, and I I never mentioned individual episodes like they did with me and Dark yeah. Tower or Castle Rock. Um, <laughs> Uh, symmetry, I guess. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's a brilliantly made and told and acted show. There'll be several awards during the Emmys and Golden Globes specifically that'll go to Hill House for sure. I would absolutely hope so. Um, so Trey is ignoring my message, so I guess I'll talk about one of the movies that I've watched recently. Go for it. Uh, he didn't seem very keen on me talking about Mandy, so I'll get that out of the way now. Um, I watched Mandy about a month ago. That movie's fucking weird. Um, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Friend of the show, Titus Bolivar, liked my, <laughs> my yeah, tweet. That dude is dedicated. <laughs> He's so awesome. I said, cool, congrats to Friend of the show, Titus Bolivar, for getting, nay, conquering another season of Bosch. Much deserved, and we can't wait to watch it. <laughs> One That's like awesome. Titus Bolivar. <laughs> um, thousands of votes, though. Thousands, um, thousands. So, Mandy, Nicholas Cage, he's a, Nicolas an actor Cage. who makes decisions. He's Nicholas Cage. Um, but so Mandy is a, is a movie that I can both see being somebody's favorite movie of the year and their least favorite movie of the year. And I'm kind of in the second category, but I also kind of really appreciate this movie. This is a weird, sexual, psychedelic, thriller, horror trope movie. Like I could throw in a million different adjectives at this movie, but it is Nicolas Cage. Uh, as some sort of woodsman or logger who has what I thought was his wife, but really just his girlfriend, uh, Mandy, who they live together in, like, a log cabin in the middle of the woods. Um, it's a slow, slow burn to start. Uh, doesn't have a whole lot going on for it. It's just, like, a weird, awkward drama with a dark palette and a dark sense of humor and tone. Um, but basically, at some point... About 45 minutes into the movie somehow, Mandy is working at a convenience store. She's walking home along the road, and she gets passed by a truck that has somebody who basically becomes obsessed and asphyxiated on her. Uh, he turns out to be a cult leader, uh, and he tries to convince Mandy and kidnaps her, attacks in the night to uh, basically be his wife, essentially, or something along those lines. Um, she refuses, and uh, I guess spoilers for Mandy, if you really care. Um, he is, Nicolas Cage is also tied up and brought to the, the cult ground, and he is forced to watch her burned alive. 
Ooh. Uh, which then kicks Ouch. off the final 45 minutes of this movie, which is just an insane revenge story uh, in which awesome. he gets stabbed and left for dead and heals up and goes to see his old friend, which is the the black guy who eviscerates the jungle in Predator with a Gatling gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, who helps him forge a silver axe that he barely uses in the movie. and. What? Like, apparently he's some crazy, vicious killer, but he's never super effective at it. Um, the main antagonist outside of the overall, like, the actual cult leader is this weird biker gang that kind of looks like a sex cult. They're all in, like, pleather, like, those vacuum-sealed type out, uh, outfits. He yeah. wakes up in an, a bathroom and comes out to find one of the guys just watching porn on the couch. Uh and goes into a big long fight scene with him. At one point, a dude pulls out like a ten foot chainsaw and has a fight with him, like chainsaw what? to chainsaw. It's insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And I don't know what to think of it, but it's weird. Um, I have no idea what to think of this movie, but people should, I guess, give it a shot. Um, just because it's it's intriguing. Uh, but anyway, so. Uh, it is definitely seen as though a movie that that Nicolas Cage himself has gotten some pretty good like respect for or garnering for in terms of his actual acting. The moment where he wakes up and, and realizes that she is dead and and that he has witnessed that all, he does have a very good emotional like bearing moment uh, in terms of like yelling and drinking and, and things like that. It's effective. Uh, definitely not a movie that I would recommend to everybody, but uh, intriguing one way or the other. Trey's finally back. Did you mute me? No, but my Do Not Disturb automatically goes on at 11 p.m. So, Oh, you're an old man. You know. <laughs> That's Mandy. For fuck's sake, I mean. Also, that break killed me. I am sleepy as hell. Let's do this. Christmas Chronicles. Yeah. Barnacles? Is this a Spongebob <laughs> I, I thing? I said Chronicles, but I'm very dry mouth because I just had to talk about Mandy for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kurt Christmas Russell. Barnacles, basically the same movie. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is Santa. Turns out. Does he pull it off? One hell of a beard. He does. He's awesome. It's a really, uh, yeah, really great. How are the elves? <laughs> According to Boone, not great. The fuck this movie, apparently. It's not like Will Ferrell level of elf. Elf yeah. uh, They're They're CG. They're kind of quasi-minion-esque, I guess. Yeah, they're like creepy little creatures. But they're smart. in less than maybe 5% of this movie. Yeah. It's it's bad, the end. but it's not movie-killing bad. You know what I mean? What's the overall consensus of this movie? The the plot? The feeling on it? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, these kids sneak into Santa's sleigh, uh, shenanigans ensue, and then they have to save Christmas. That's pretty okay. much where it's at. It's fucking um, it's fucking great. It's it's just an enjoyable fun Christmas It's great, movie. man. I, like I love off, it. I like the offbeat Christmas movie. I mean, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas is like one of my favorite movies just because like I enjoy the Christmas spirit. I enjoy having fun in that, but I also <laughs> enjoy when it caters to a different audience than is necessarily the general Christmas audience. Does this do that or is it more straightforward holiday cheer? I mean, there are, Okay, it's so It's not bad Santa level. No, 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 no. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Kurt Russell, you know, is playing against all the tropes. Like, every time he sees a billboard with Fat Santa drinking a coat, he's like, God, 
that is, I wish they would get this right, you know. And um, the Santa packs. And I thought that it was going to wind up being kind of a kind of a phone in thing for old Kurt Russell. It's not. I mean, Kurt Russell doesn't phone things in. The you dude, the, the dude can draw a grow a fucking beard. Oh, it's impressive. Um, and it is real, and it is thick, and it is glorious. Oh yeah, it's all, his all beard would dominate yours in an MMA match. That is correct. Um, but anyway, there, there's this one scene, probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing, with uh, in the jail uh, when he gets everybody the to musical number. Yes, it's pretty great. It's awesome. Uh, you did you recognize the lead guitarist? Oh no, Oh, Van Zant from uh, Springsteen's band. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, but that's great. Yeah, that's Lily Hammer himself. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, they play like this whole musical number where he's just singing in jail, and it's just absolutely fun. It's good. I mean, good. I mean, I've gotten mostly positive reviews from people who've watched it. Boone, I'm kind of surprised that Boone didn't like it. Um, just for, I mean, the elves are such a small part, and and it goes into like. Kind of the Hermione's purse level of a Santa bag that oh, he yeah. has. I mean, it's the only way to really do it. But like when she goes in there and gets lost, the the, the packages are. It's like a. It's like space. It's infinite, and there's just presents kind of floating around. And the way that they did his little magic leaps into the chimneys and it was stuff really like that. Really cool. It was Especially a cool when she's idea. She's like throwing him presents and stuff. Yeah, uh, they run like out of time. The Santa Claus level or different. Uh, no, it was it was better than that. Okay. I thought, as far as visually speaking, yes. Yeah, obviously, I mean, obviously. one's a twenty-five-year-old movie. Right? Yeah, he essentially turns into like kind of dust, like red dust, and goes into the chimney okay. that like way. He teleports almost. Yeah, okay. and he's got uh, time travel essentially in his uh, in a sleigh, which allows him to Makes sense. Yeah, uh, some adding some going scientific on. background. Well, not you know, yeah. sci- sci-fi background to the myth of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. There's some good there's some good riffs on the myth. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That sounds good. I have to give it a shot. It's fun. It's a fun, enjoyable, lighthearted. Lane loved it. I I loved it too. Good. Fuck you, Boone. Yeah, that's correct. In the Christmas spirit and all. Right. Indeed. Bunch of movies I've watched now. All right. right. Josh's turn. Um, you want to try one minute per? I mean, no. Ready. Two minutes per. We'll we'll see, but I'm still not gonna hold to that for sure. Uh, Overlord. Go. Overlord is. Just about as insane as Mandy was, but it's a better movie. It's a significantly better movie. Don't spoil nothing. Uh, I won't spoil anything, aside from the fact that I will say it's a crazy fun time at a theater. Um, It almost pulled me out of the shit mood I was in when I fell on my knee and almost fucking broke my hip uh, that night. You got a skinned knee. It was worse than that. It still hurts. (laughs) Um, But anyway. it does. uh, Take an aspirin. This is the J.J. Abrams produced movie, World War II, uh, some sort of supernatural crazy horror thing going on. Um, You know, fairly paper-thin characters, nothing like too great. Uh, however, just in general, a fun, crazy time. I definitely suggest everybody watch it uh, if you enjoy any sort Fitz of... Fitz is in this, isn't he? Fitz is in this, in a very interesting role. <laughs> Not a role you would expect for Fitz, uh, but he pulls it off pretty well. Um, the lead, I've never seen in anything before, but he kind of looks like Charlie Hunnam's stunt double. He's the lead? I thought the black guy was the lead. And time. Well, I mean, I, they both kind of are. Yeah, go, actually, go, go, actually, go, go. Sorry. All right, fine. Uh, I am going to talk for some of these about more, but Ralph Breaks the Internet. This movie kind of disappointed me. I love the first one. I think this movie is okay at best. Um, 
it spends more than half the time in this movie trying to play to just how much internet can we fit into this movie gotcha. and not advance the plot. Uh, so much to the point where it actually makes what was kind of the central plot of the beginning half of the movie completely irrelevant. Uh, and, and to me, even though the payoff is okay, that makes the movie less enjoyable for me. I don't like the idea of like half the stuff that I'm watching not really meaning anything. Um, Fair enough. It's kind of Ready Player One-esque in terms of like the awe of them getting these properties. Um, That's cool. Like, there's a Google building, and there's eBay, and eBay actually plays an incredibly large role in this movie. Um, right. Yelp and things like that. Like, they're all there, and not necessarily companies you would expect to lend their their um, licenses to this type of movie. Uh, but then they and do... No, time. No, I'm going to keep talking. Then they do, like, the weird <laughs> thing of, like... Time. They go to generic versions of these sites instead of time. actually going into the ones that they have on like in, like they they don't really go to Google right right no. they don't go stop because <laughs> you're actually throwing me off my game they don't go to YouTube they <laughs> yeah, reference the YouTube but then they have this other weird third party website that they go to for video sharing and things like that like I don't understand why referencing them happens but then not actually following through Money. I will say the best part of this movie both the best part of princess. the trailer and the best part of the movie is the Disney princesses it's fucking hilarious and it's so meta and wonderfully done um, they make fun of Brave a little bit in a funny way um, they make fun of all the princess tropes uh, it's it's an extended scene but it's worth it um, it's still not a bad movie I just was I wanted more because I love the first one so much very similar Metacritic score 72 uh, for the original 71 for uh, internet right. so See, I would have the original much higher than that I, say, I, I think I'm a little lower on the original than a lot of folks. So I mean, I, I like, like an, it, but I don't love it. I'm like an 8 or an 8.5 on that. I'm like a 6.5 or a 7 on uh, There's a lot of, like, buried, uh, fit-in-a-box kind of Disney princess things in the first one that people don't realize, but... Uh, yeah, it's still an enjoyable movie. It's just not, I don't think, as, as good as some of the other Disney original Disney um, stuff like Tangled or... I mean, Even Frozen, so I think Frozen's better than Record. I Ralph's. think Frangled, uh, Frozen is great. Frangled, Frangled, Hi, Frangled, uh, Frangled. Um, Time, Bohemian Rhapsody. Time. <laughs> so, this movie is great and not great at the same time. I, I, I overall, I love the movie. I absolutely could see it in my top ten. Um, the first half, as many people have said, critics especially, is very formulaic, very generic, um, super fast-paced to the point where it's actually detrimental to the movie. Um, they they just kind of blaze through the beginning of this, the, the formation of the character that was Freddie Mercury, and get to them being queen very, very fast. And get to them being skyrocketing to the top of the charts very, very fast. And then when it does take the time and slows down in the final hour of the movie and gets into the intricacies of who he was as a person, of what was his eventual downfall in life, um, and his personal demons and, and dark side, or not even dark side, but just hidden side that he didn't choose to to live in public for the most part, whether or not it's historically accurate or not, um, Rami Malek is fantastic in this role as we as one would expect um and the, the final good. the the music it's the best soundtrack of the year like flat out there's no I mean, question it's queen. it's queen and it's basically 20 queen songs and the the most intrigue like intriguing part is either the final 20 minutes which as everybody knows or has been advertised as the live aid stuff and they literally right. do like a faithful one-to-one recreation of that entire twenty-minute live aid set. I haven't watched it, but I've seen that there's like side-by-side. It's incredible. That are supposed, supposedly a very 
Um, Amazing. And knowing where he was physically be- leading up to that, and like not being able to for uh, the week or so in advance that he was training to like have his voice. He doesn't have his voice at that point. He's weakened from his illness, everything else. To see what he actually did on stage is incredible. Um, but getting to see Queen the band record and be unique about their recording is, in my opinion, just as fascinating. When they start cool. getting into the studio for the first time and they're swinging the amps or the speaker around and trying to record with like a held microphone as it swings through and they're throwing pennies and quarters on the drums and playing it and, and like lampshades and things to like alter their sound and go completely crazy with it. From what I understand from documentaries and things like that, that all happened. And to see that creative process... Uh, it's fantastic. I also think the guy that they got to play Brian May is as spot on a physical casting as I've ever seen. That dude looks like he is Brian May. Um, it's, he is. It is a straight up feel good movie, um, even though it you know is obviously a depressing overall story because one of the greatest creative minds of all time, in my opinion, died very very young. Um, absolutely worth it though. Forty five. Forty five. He was, that's how old he oh, was yeah, when he died. died. Yeah. 90, you know, did they uh, talk about what his real name is? Yeah, they do. Um, they uh, Farrakh Bolsara. Yeah. Damn. The uh, the Zanzibar. First, like the first thing you hear talked about him is somebody on the like he works at an airport. Somebody calls him the Packy Boy. Huh. Um, which I did not know his nationality leading up to this. Um, yeah, I didn't either. He has like there's a there's a very effective scene between him and his parents. Born of Parsi descent in yep. Zanzibar. Yeah, it's, I did not know that, right? Yeah, he, he did such a good job of putting on that affectation of the character of Freddie Mercury and becoming who he was. Um, it, it's really, really effective toward the end. Um, man, I love Queen and Freddie Mercury. Man, it's uh, it's it's good for that. Old having movie. a good time. Uh, oh, I can't not talk about the crazy man in the theater, though. Speaking of, there was a gentleman in the back row of that theater who decided that it was his turn to talk to the movie all the time. What? No, like, he walked in. He had a full potted plant with him, like a tree that could stand up to above shoulder length, what? sat in the back left corner. This was at the ovation screen in downtown, so I already wasn't happy to begin with because that screen sucks. Um, yeah, it's the worst. Whenever somebody would say anything, whether it's about the homosexual nature of him or whatever the case may be, he'd be like, yeah, you tell him. That's right. Like, the entire time. Then, when they started to record We Will Rock You, he was like a second and a half late on every single clap, but decided to clap. And then he left about an hour before the end of the movie, and he, like, sneak-walked out of the theater like he was, like, snidely whiplash. Like, he was holding his plant, and he, like, creep-walked with, like, the leaning forward and the long extended legs down. It was in-fucking-sane. That guy should have murdered you. How was that? Right? How is this the first time we've heard of this? I put it in. No, Evan, uh, he immediately responded. He's like, I've never I, been more angry that I wasn't at a theater. I was going to say, I remember you saying something about a guy talking in the theater, but I don't remember anything about this plane. I sent you a GIF of him walking and the fact that he had a. Well, not the, I didn't send a GIF of that, but. He Did you record plan. him? Why didn't you record him? Because he would have eaten me. No. Well, he's going to come back and eat you eventually, anyway. He's probably one of them Hill House ghosts. One of them there Hill House <laughs> it ghosts. It was insane. Um, Creed 2. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Uh, it's really hard to argue that the feel More good... creedier? Yeah. Uh, a little less creedier, actually. I don't, okay. I don't know. Like, it's not as good as the first one. It's still in my like top half of the Rocky movies. Um, it's really hard to argue that like the feel-good moment of any movie year where it exists is the training montage in a Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that good. Um, I don't think Stallone was necessarily as good, but I also don't think he had as much to do in this movie. This is very much a story of Adonis Creed and Teresa, the, the Tessa Thompson character. Gotcha. Um, 
like it's it's the redemption of his character it's the fall of his character the most intriguing part of this movie is the fact that the dragos are a they're they're great characters like straight up um is that guy just like a monster he looks like a monster kind of but he actually has a character to him Um, i mean when he's doing like the ropes and shit and i'm like holy god almighty he's an actual machine human being like (laughs) But like, is he the they, first Terminator? <laughs> like, they go into the fact that like he was supposed to be the savior of the Soviet Union, and and at the height of their power, oh, when he depth. was trying to, like, how about that? Yeah, then he was trying to prove the Soviet dominance. He got beat by a smaller, uh, older American, and basically he was shunned. He was cast out of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, Brigitte Nielsen left. Uh, oh shit! Like all that, and she, man, she did not age well. She's, no, holy crap. Um, but like the moments where Rocky and him share a screen are just, they're like my childhood. Like I, that, that is a movie that literally I would watch as a child. And during the training montage, I would literally, we had a living room, a den and a hallway that all like interconnected in a circle. I would run around that circle, hands up. Like I was lifting the tree and everything. Like I was so excited. Fucking it, it is Rocky time. Um, this movie does, <laughs> this movie does like some really effective, like use of the Rocky theme. Um, it doesn't play it outright pretty much throughout the entire movie, but it like is like peppered in with piano and things. Um, I-, I think it's it's good, but the stars of the show, in my opinion, is the dynamic between the the Dragos specifically. Uh, and then the last one is Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, you didn't see it either, right? Nope. Critics are stupid. This movie is great. Um, I get <laughs> e- Evan felt that it had a little bit too like middle trilogy syndrome to me didn't bother me at all um we've lived with that for a very long time to begin with um but really just in general i i'm such a big fan of harry potter but i'm not like somebody who gets stuck on like inconsistencies in canon and lore that i let it ruin the movie for me for me this is just such a movie steeped in in harry potter lore that i cannot help but enjoy it like, that's I fair. I've loved it, right? Like so, um, there are so many things that it had. It's like reading the appendices of Lord of the Rings, right? Um, there are so many references to things that everyone's favorite pastime. I mean, it's not bad, but still, there are so many references to things that have only been like barely mentioned in the books, or getting to see the like formation of certain things, like the Nagini and and who she is as a character before she becomes the snake, or um, the the reveal of like. The, the the supposed non-canon spoiler uh, ending of the movie itself. Like, I'm not going to go into it. I just thought Please. that it was such a fun and effective How was Jude Law? Uh, Jude Law's great. I love him as Dumbledore. Um, I, I actually like him as an actor in general. Uh, I, I just don't get the hate this movie got. Like, it's a little slower than you might want. He's going to get old too quick. No. Um, like, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. I loved it. It is solid in my top ten movies of the year. Uh, initially walked out of it saying it's my number one. Calm down on that as as predicted eventually, but um, <laughs> as predicted indeed. Yes, it's just one of those things that like I just I, I can't help but enjoy that world so much. Fair like enough. yeah, I, I don't know. I, there was a few more scenes that I would have wanted. Like I want at some point to see the like the birth of Tom Riddle, like the the scene in the books, the Marvel the yeah. and everything. Like I thought that was gonna be like the big thing at the end that we was talking about. That's not it, but I really hope we get it because the time frame is starting to line up with that. Um, but yeah, if you're a fan of these movies, I don't see how you couldn't go and like just genuinely, truly enjoy it. Well, we'll find out this weekend for me. Good, let me know. I will. I guess that's I it will. though. Don't yeah. let me know though, because I like couldn't give any shits. Okay. How you feel about? Josh, on the other hand, I I trust him when it comes to Harry Potter. Like you, I mean, okay, 
I mean, you like super drags. I didn't say that. You did not say that either. He'll trust you when it comes to well, chef. I'm pretty sure and I did say that. No, universe. no. You fell also fell asleep on the couch. A little bit. All right. Anyway, uh, you wrap us up, I guess. <laughs> you're not the host here, Josh. I know. He's the captain he fe- now. He feels like he's the host because he just talked for like the last 20 fucking minutes straight. Um, stop watching so many movies and watch some TV. Um, TV's dumb movies are great. Yeah. I paid. I pay for my A list. I'm going to use it. That's fair. I that A. Have not used my. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, I'm going to use it on Thursday, uh, the 20th, for Aquaman. <laughs> Week resets on on Friday, so you can watch you know three movies up until that, and then can. Watch it's not gonna Friday. matter. Right, that's funny. You're right. You're right. I know. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna use it this weekend. Me and Lane are going to see Regret Ralph, and you're uh, gonna buy one ticket and see six movies between what? two people. I mean, you could actually do that as well. I mean, you don't have to have a list. You just buy the one ticket and then just theater hop. Yeah, I know. That's totally. You know, they don't approve of things like that. Yeah, and I also don't know that we're gonna go see two back to back. But we are going to see Fantastic Beasts and Regular Ralph this weekend, so I'm cool. excited for for both. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we will be back a while from now. Yeah. Yeah, we should talk about it. This is our last Break. show of the year. It is. Um, Got to play yeah. some video games. I think last year and was the first year we did this. Trey will not. Yeah. What's that? Probably. Um, yes, last year was the first year we did this. Yeah, so we took last December off. We're doing the same this uh, this time. Um just because of uh, some technical difficulties uh, and or some of my laziness. Um, obviously, last week's show has not posted at yeah. the time of this recording. So, that'll, yeah, that'll come out most likely tomorrow. Um, and Stay then, tuned. <laughs> uh, and then this will probably come out a, a little late on purpose. Um, and also because, let's face it, to come out late anyway. Um, we're working through a few things, some big changes. Um, Emotions. Coming next year. Um, but for now, um, we will see you guys in 2019, which is an insane thing to say. I'm not going to see anybody, but they're going to see you. They might see me or listen to me either way. What? Why are you being so argumentative? I'm not being argumentative. You are. No. Fuck you. Oh, all right. See you guys. (laughs) This is a fitting end to the 2018 year. Thank you guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week.